0: The Weekly Dish Podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at CommonGroundMinnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at Common Ground
1: Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people. So let's talk about food together. Common Ground, Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that. And it's, it's, it's run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's CommonGroundMinnesota.com and on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know, FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things and recipes. And farm dogs too, by the way. So there you go. F- CommonGroundMinnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at CommonGroundMINN. What time is this? On my talk one hundred seven one, I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese. This morning, good morning, oh, and everything is pretty great. Are you sitting on your patio?
2: No, no, no. Okay. I'm upstairs. Okay, just
1: in the checking. third
2: floor, surrounded by wood paneling. We
1: should have like a uh, we should have like a uh, an offsite. And oh my just, gosh,
2: that would be amazing. I know. Next time, I'll just come to you. I have too much gear to haul all the way outside but i will i will be out there i did switch a load of laundry during the break if oh, that good makes for you, you feel any better
1: super proud of you <laughs> hey before we get to the top two in our two i am gonna say we did have a question i want to that i forgot to address uh in the ask stephanie portion so i'm gonna just read it and you're gonna help me out here ready i got it okay uh, i have two families coming into town from texas illinois want to meet up for dinner uh on on Sunday, 627, okay? So it's two boys, two girls, like teenagers, you know, middle kind of kids, moms, dads, so I think it's like nine people total. Uh, She says, I have no problem going to dinner, doing dinner at my home, but would love to do something special and fun for the kids if that means going out, I'm all in. So it sounds like she's got nine people who want to all come together for dinner. She would have it at her house if she wants to, but she wants to do something fun, so if she has, if
2: if that means going out, she would do that too. What about, like, the big new patio at Handsome Hog? Oh, that's a great idea. In St. Paul? I mean, they have a huge patio. They yeah. have a like really cool, like, big outdoor fireplace. Yes. And then there's kind of just, like, space. I think when you're with kids, I mean, these kids aren't super young. No. They're, like, 11, 7, 12, and 8. They're, like, the ideal age where they're still nice and friendly and yeah. they're not going to wreak havoc and upon everyone else. And they can sit on one you. side of the table, too, if they need to and yeah. just kind of chat. But there's still, like, a little bit of space. And, yeah. um And then you can be outside. And I just feel like if you're from the Twin Cities... Going to, you know, Cathedral Hill is so yes. fun because it feels historic and it's just walkable and it's nice to take a little stroll before or after dinner. Oh, and
1: I feel like you're part of the city. Like if you're visiting from out of town, they're from Texas and Illinois, you know, but they it sounds like they were born here. It's kind of nice to see revitalized areas, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Handsome hog. Okay, there it is. Wow. I okay. can't believe
2: I came up with the restaurant answer. I know, that
1: was so great. I don't so know what great. to do. I
2: feel like I deserve a promotion you around do. here.
1: You get all the points. <laughs> Ten points for Gryffindor for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Okay, let's time. It's time for top two in hour two.
2: Give in the, the old oh, One, two. One, two, one, two. And now, the weekly dish presents. Top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour
1: two. two. All right, give me two, Winning, winning. Okay, this is the time of uh, the show where we talk about the things that are just sort of, you know, on our minds this week um, and what's going on. So let's, why don't you go ahead and start with your first one, Elizabeth.
2: Okay, so my things are kind of related to my dietary restrictions right now, which are eggs and dairy. You know, this is what I go through with uh, my children. Um, My son has an allergy to eggs and dairy and I'm nursing. So So that's where we're at right now. That's where we are. It's a temporary thing. That being said, I always, I have kind of looked at this when I've done this in the past too as an opportunity to find cool things that I like for a long time. I have used ghee as a cooking yes. uh, method. You know, it's clarified butter. You can use it. All the milk solids are out. So it's really considered like a non-dairy product, right. but um, you can use it in all sorts of things. And fourth and heart, I think makes the best ghee I've tried. Okay. Fourth and heart. And I've tried a lot of different brands and here's what they have. They have a Himalayan pink salt ghee, They have a traditional recipe. They have a vanilla bean ghee that is so unbelievable on toast and then topped with jam. Yes. Instead of doing butter because the vanilla bean like permeates it. My sister makes like a bulletproof coffee with her vanilla bean ghee. She whips it in with her coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, they also have this chokty, which is like a date chocolate ghee spread. Yeah. Sort of like a not-so-processed version of Nutella, but and without the hazelnut, which I like much better. Whoa. And Fourth and Heart. I mean, you can get it at all... So you'll find it at all sorts of co-ops at um, Whole Foods, you know, yeah. all sorts of stuff. And then you can also order it online if you can't find the certain kind. But it's grass-fed ghee, and it is... Wonderful. So I use this
1: Himalayan. I haven't even used the pink salt one, but I did use the original and I popped my popcorn in it. Yeah.
2: Popping and popcorn in it is great. It's delicious. Yeah. Because you can cook it over higher heat than butter. Yeah. You get like that buttery flavor. It's sort of like the best of both worlds of using butter and olive oil together.
1: Yeah. And I would, I've been, yeah, the cooking oil thing I know is a, is a hot topic that a lot of people have to, there's a lot of weird information out there that, that people aren't sure about. But I think that when you, if you, if you don't know what to do, like going to ghee is a really great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: really wonderful.
1: Oh my god, I haven't
2: rem I haven't. I forgot about this brand. Get the but vanilla I'm bean one. Oh my gosh, you're going to be so. I just had it this morning. I had it with toast. Yeah. I actually put the vanilla bean ghee on, and then I put peanut butter on top. That sounds <laughs> okay to me. And then I put chocolate salt from Golden Fig.
1: That, this is all. And a,
2: I put a few banana slices on. It was this, a really great breakfast. This is
1: 100 good. This is all good. <laughs> um, okay, so my first one is actually going to be Parkway Pizza. Yes. <laughs> because here's the deal. Yes. Yeah, So I, as much as I've written about food and in the Twin Cities and everything else, you know, there's like pizzas, you go for pizza to places, but you don't really get delivery of pizza outside of your own neighborhood, right?
2: No, you never do.
1: I've been living in uh, the boondocks for 20 years and I've gotten, there's like two pizza places that would ever deliver to me. So as we were in the new house, we got home after hauling boxes like the other night at like 930 and I was like, well... No one's going to be open again in my old mindset of the boondocks where everyone shuts down at nine, you know, and I realized that Parkway Pizza is a whole new experience for us. And they were open. They did an online order. It came so fast. I was very happy
2: with it. That's really great. We, so the Longfellow location is pretty close to us. Yeah. Um, And we go we've gotten it. Pretty regularly, they call it Minneapolis style pizza. Yeah, and um, and it is good. And since we've lived in the neighborhood, they moved to a new location and made it like a little bit more spacious in there. Yeah, um, and they actually don't deliver to us. We're five houses out of their delivery. Oh no.
1: Okay. Have you had their hoagies?
2: No. Okay,
1: because I saw. You know, I'm a hoagie girl. Like I love a good hoagie, and it was on the menu. And I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know if the hoagie's worth
2: it. I, I'm going to give it a shot. But because, they have like a Greek pizza that I really liked okay, with feta that's, and um, Kalamata olives and okay. like pepperoncinis and stuff. That's the thing is I was looking at it I was like, I usually just do my
1: order, which is chicken or, you know, sausage pepperoni, but right. I was looking and I was kind of interested in it.
2: Yeah. Parkway pizza. That's good. I know.
1: So that's it. I okay, what's your get second get the love
2: they deserve. Okay. The second thing um, is another non-dairy option. And this is a uh, coconut yogurt by this company called Coco June. Yeah. It's so good. And they have really fancy flavors like strawberry rhubarb and vanilla chamomile. And then they also have plain and coconut yogurt has gotten a bad rap because it can be like so sour that it like hurts the sides of your mouth. Yes. And then it also really lacks in like creaminess. Yeah. And this one is wonderful. And I love that it comes in paper containers. So it's not plastic. I love that. And it is just so it's cultured coconut. It's cultured coconut. So okay. I get mine. So we linked up the website so that you can find it. There's a little find us tab. So you yeah. can find it where you get it. I, I get those imperfect foods deliveries. Oh, sure. Um, and I like that. So I get it from there. And it's so good. But for my baby, so Heathcliff is nine months old. Mm-hmm. I mix fruit in with the plain coconut yogurt. Oh, and I just, yeah. like, I'll take, like, a handful of frozen wild blueberries and put it in with the yogurt and then mix it up and kind of mash it up. Yeah. And then he crushes it and he loves it. Oh, God. And it's plant-based, probiotic-filled and really delicious. And I think even if you're a person who... I- I'm just always looking for yogurt, too, that isn't, like, jammed with sugar. Like, take it easy on the sugar. I don't there. understand
1: Yoplait. that. I... I am so all about the Greek. I almost am just eating plain Greek yogurt. I know. Cuz I just can't stand the simpiness of the sweet stuff.
2: It's just so much, but even the flavor the flavors, the vanilla chamomile and the strawberry rhubarb are not overly sweet. Oh,
1: you can Yeah, so you can buy this online. It's Coco June.
2: Yeah, and they have lots of locations too okay. where you can get it. Coco June. It's such and it's just cute. It's like cute labels. We are going to put that up.
1: Mm-hmm. Um okay, so my second one that I'm very excited about is Crossroads Deli because that oh. is now in my neighborhood. And sort of. You know what I mean? Like again, these are the places that it's not like I've not known about them. It's not like I haven't, you know, but it's like it's so different when it's on your path. I've passed it three times on Hopkins Crossroad as I've been driving back and forth. And I realized I'm like, wow, I'm super close to Crossroads Delhi, which is a place that I just kind of forgot
2: about. You Tell know? me about it, because I don't know anything about it. Oh
1: my God. So it's basically what I mean, like, it's literally one of the oldest uh, delis, but it's kind of this hidden Crossroads Deli in St. Louis Park slash Hopkins area. Um, it's a family-run thing, and they've been, I mean, it's been more than 25, I mean, I think it was in 1996 they opened. In, in Hopkins Crossroad and Cedar Lake. Great. And it's kind of down there. And I'm telling you that they have, besides like, you know, corned beef hash for breakfast, you know, lox and bagels and cream cheese and all the good stuff. Give me all of that. Oh, my God. And they have a great, you know, they've chopped chicken livers. They've got... Um, oh, it's so cute in there. Oh, God. They've got Weck sandwiches. I mean, like, honestly, beef on Weck. Do you guys know what that is? No. Oh God! Okay, so a kimmelwec bun. I'm going to have to do a whole thing on it. So I, well, let's just hold on that. But basically, <laughs> they've also got some of the best matzo ball soup, you know, and uh, they've got cabbage borscht, all that kind of all the deli stuff that you want.
2: Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, oh, and, and of the course, pictures of it look so cute.
1: Yeah, and they've got like a Reuben dog and a grilled Rachel and all these kind of pastrami. I mean. I'm I'm basically gonna go and get myself a sandwich later is what yeah. I'm
2: saying. Oh they have Sebastian Joe's ice cream too. Oh yeah, they do. That's nice. Yeah.
1: So you can dine in or you can grab it and you can go and you know, it's just sort of um I'm just excited by it, that. I'm like I drove by and I'm like, okay, wait till I can't wait till I can pop in there.
2: Listen, finding the deli that's closest to you is muy importante. Oh, okay. Like for us it's Cecil's. So we go to Cecil's and oh, we get course. what we need there in, in Highland Park and um and having like just sometimes a person just wants a deli sandwich. Yeah. Nelson's Deli is another really good one. Oh, dude, right? Nelson's, and that one's right by the TV station, pretty close.
1: Oh, I love Nelson's Deli. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's an, yeah, there's a couple Nelsons that I don't know if they're totally connected or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like there's a family, but then I think there's a couple different ones. But yeah, no, I'm in for any sort of like deli meats and also just like getting big ol' like hunks of like, you know like pastrami and then like eating it down in your own way
2: and generally there's like a good pickle selection at those places oh my god i cannot wait for that
1: um you had one more that you wanted to add um oh i thought that was it you know what we got actually let's come back to it okay hold on we're gonna be right back she she has a good one and because we have just a lot of summer cooking stuff coming up so we'll be right back this is the weekly dish on my talk one oh seven one.
0: By now you've heard about the crazy real estate market and how homes are going for multiple offers. Well, friends, if you're thinking about selling, call Carrie and Sue at Lakes Area Realty and get started so that you can take advantage of getting top dollar for your home. This is Stephanie Hansen from The Weekly Dish and I bought and sold a home last year with the incredible team of Carrie Elkst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty. The market moves really fast and Sue and Carrie were able to help me get my home ready and on the market in three days. They even helped me hire a cleaner and a painter to make those finishing touches that can get you top dollar for your home. Carrie and Sue offer a free staging service where a professional stager comes into your home and tells you what pictures to take down, what furniture to move to the garage, all to get you top dollar for your home in this crazy market that doesn't seem nearly as crazy when you work with experienced people that listen to you and help you get your place ready to sell. Carrie and Sue at Lakes Area Realty are not a large team. Each time you go through a home, you deal with them directly. I had a great experience, so find Carrie Aux, C-A-R-R-I-E, and Sue Durfee at CarrieAndSue.com if you're buying or buying. Are selling a house. That's Carrie and Sue at CarrieandSue.com from Lake Area Realty. Hey
1: everybody welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March with Elizabeth Reese today. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited. Um, We've had what was we what, what were we just doing before we
2: left? We did the top two an hour too.
1: I know, but there was a carryover. I was going to say we're going to come back to. Some, you said oh. that
2: I had one more thing, but I have a few things. So, which one do you want me to talk about? Okay, start. there was a dip and there's an ice cream. Oh, talk about the ice cream. Oh, this was a really fun spot that I uh, got to know a little bit on Twin Cities Live on Friday called yeah. MN Ice E I S. Yes, and it's this German. Uh, ice cream place in New Ulm. Yes. So if you go to New Ulm, it's totally worth it. But what was really fun, we had Lindsay, one of the owners on, and it's like this kind of old school classic ice cream and sweet shop. They serve, um, they don't make their own ice cream, they get it from the chocolate shop out of Madison, Perfect. which I went to school in Madison. I just, I love that ice cream. Me I think too. it's so wonderful. But they do this spaghetti ice cream. What? Which apparently is like a very common thing in Germany, is what she was telling us. And um, it's called spaghetti ice. And so, what they do is you put like this whipped cream on the bottom yeah. and then they put vanilla ice cream through a spetzel maker. <laughs> so you put it through <laughs> the spetzel maker and then you like squeeze it and so it turns into these noodles. Yeah. And then it like it goes all over, and then they take this homemade strawberry sauce and they make the strawberry sauce from scratch and they put it all over so it looks like the marinara, and then they sprinkle white chocolate shavings on top so it looks like Parmesan. Oh my God. and it was just so much fun and a Apparently, Liz, Lindsay was telling us that the man in Germany, this is like apparently a very common thing in German ice cream shops. Yeah. And the man who invented it said that kids would come into the shop and they would start crying because they thought they were getting ice cream. And then their parents would serve them this bowl of spaghetti, spaghetti. and then they would taste it and realize what it was. What a riot! So it was like a very funny thing. And so um, MN Ice, E I S, yes. is in this renovated historic building on Minnesota Street in downtown New Ulm. And they do homemade waffle cones as well. And it looks so cute from the outside. And they opened during the pandemic because they felt like New Ulm didn't have like that old school kind of ice cream scoop shop experience. And it's downtown, even though it has a very cute historic downtown.
1: Yeah, no, I super love that. So That's, worth a
2: drive. It was yeah. really
1: fun. Look at how cute they are. I'm just on their Facebook page now, and it's just like, it's a, and they've got German music playing. Yes. They've got the whole, you know, New Ulm is basically our little German town. It's mini Germany. Yeah.
2: Exactly it. So oh my that was a really fun, um, that was just like a fun discovery on Twin Cities Live this week. Our reporter, Kristen Habrick, um, invited Lindsay in, and um, we had a really wonderful time with her. Oh, so, awesome. Thought cool. I wanted, thought okay. I'd give them a little shout out.
1: Um, okay, so let's talk. We were going to talk anyway about um, herbs and using herbs for cooking and doing all sorts of more like outside cooking and stuff. Because, and what's funny is you put that on the grid, and I had been thinking like about herbs for cocktails and I've yes. this like Italian parsley that
2: I planted that I'm like, now what am I going to do with it besides chimichurri? Right. You know? Right. I think, you know, one thing I learned so much from watching um, the Netflix series Salt Fat Acid Heat with Samin Nostrat yeah. was. Um, the idea of using herbs as a vegetable. And that was like a real pivotal change for me because yeah. I love herbs. I've always grown herbs. But I I realized that in many areas of the world, um, people use herbs as a vegetable and they use a ton of them. Where here we tend to be like, let's put a little spring of parsley on the top and like call it garnish, right? Right. right. In reality, you can use a lot more. I had um, my friend Patrick who lives in Chicago has a little like, urban garden he lives in a condo and so he sent me a picture of his like raised bed box that he got at home depot that he has out on his balcony yep and he made a salad that he sent me a photo of with everything made out of his garden that is a box out on the balcony and it was sliced radishes yes and he used herbs as leaves so he actually had some spring lettuces growing in the garden but then he pulled it was like full basil leaves full like hunks of dill you know just like a, a, like a shower of dill, a yeah. shower of basil, essentially using the herbs as the greens, as the greens, in addition to the greens and kind of like tempering the greens or the herbs a little bit with the greens. And then he told me that he always makes the buttermilk ranch dressing out of the Joy of Cooking cookbook. And then he put that all over the top and everything was homegrown in this salad. Wow. And in a tiny space. I mean, he doesn't live on a farm.
1: Well, and that's the thing is, like, everybody believes that, you know, like, if they think, well, I can't really... I don't have the space to do... You know, like the big gardening projects. And for me, herbs are the one thing that I will always grow no matter what. Right? I could live in a box and right. I would do it.
2: Yeah, and you always grow it. And I think, you know, with parsley, it's just a, a reminder to put it on top. And and don't do like a little garnish. Do a big handful of it if you're doing any sort of like pasta. Just always That's hit true. it. And then, and then think about other things you can add too. So do parsley. Do a basil as well. Try to grow a couple different kinds of basil. Like I always grow purple basil oh, yeah. and I grow green like the classic genovese basil
1: yeah the big flat leaves i like those but i do like some of the smaller ones yeah right. i mean they have a little bit more intense flavor they're maybe a little sweeter i definitely think that if you
2: are you know a basil person you should grow at least three different kinds i think you're totally right i also like to do um on the weekends you know in the in the winter weekends. I generally make one big pot of soup at some point during the weekend so that we always have it. So whenever you're hungry, you can eat it and then I'll have leftovers for the week. Mm -hmm. And I try to do the same in the summer with a pasta salad or a quinoa salad or something like that. And then you can really go heavy on herbs. Um, Like I like to do just kind of like a Greek pasta salad with chickpeas, feta, Kalamata olives, tomato, cucumber. Those are my favorites. Lemon juice, olive oil as the dressing. Mm-hmm. Um and then just a ton of herbs. So then dill, chives, um basil, parsley. All of it goes in. Yeah.
1: No, all of it. And you know what's funny is, like, I know that people, you know, I talk about my driveway chives, and then people are like, oh, it's a weed, don't plant it. Listen, I we have bunches of chives living in, like, jars, you know, water jars just in the kitchen, because... Yeah. Chives go on everything and in everything. And I don't buy green onions. I don't no. buy
2: green onions during the summer ever. No, because you always have the chives. Because I've got chives. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Mint is another one that goes great in that Greek salad. So I yeah. put mint I put mint in that as well. Um and I think just being really liberal with your usage of them and thinking about it even too. Like if you're making a super simple like, wrap with, like, a turkey wrap. Right. Like, throw handfuls of herbs in that with, even if you don't do lettuce.
1: So, and then that's what literally, like, having, you know, just, like, being, eating fast and on the go and not having all my ingredients around me, I've been grabbing slices of turkey and then putting a pickle in the middle, hitting it with a squish of just a quick, like, one teeny blob of mayonnaise and then throwing in basil and everything on top of that and rolling it up. Yes. As I run out the door, you know? know. And it's like that is literally and i have to tell you that that kind of protein mix with just protein and then a little bit of flavor you know and that like barely any carb from your pickle but not not for the balance of like Any other thing than when you're starving, you need that protein. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that was just such a huge, quick hit that was both flavorful and it didn't make me go
2: seeking for anything else. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, and the other thing, I mean, along the health lines, I mean, when you start researching like the health benefits of herbs, they pack such a punch. You can't, you can't, it's like hard to find more nutrient dense plants than herbs. They have like all these amazing things in them. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to just play around with. With putting them in a lot of things.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you, and I love that. Hey, we're let's talk about your dip quickly, though, because I want to talk about that. Yeah. I also want to talk about the chicken marinade, we're going to come back and talk about that. But tell me about that dip.
2: Okay, so really quickly, the um, Amy Thielen, who you know, um, who's a wonderful chef, writer, uh, it, from northern Minnesota, and I adore her. Uh, her book, The New Midwestern Table, it's one of my favorite cookbooks of all time. Her fried onion dip that is in that book, and then also she made it on her Food Network show, yeah. is so unbelievable. We linked it up. It's like French onion dip, times a thousand in goodness
1: and it's i mean seriously fried onions if you can make that happen yes get some potato chips and yes get your and also salt and vinegar potato chips (laughs) that's that's the hot tip yep all right you guys we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about local hard seltzers and but i also want to talk about chicken marinating because i've got feelings about that so (laughs) we'll be right back this is the weekly dish on my talk 107.1
0: Hello, Weekly Disher. Spring has sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations, and knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even Have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my instant pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So, weekly dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type Sitka dot com backslash Weekly Dish and you save twenty five dollars. So save twenty five dollars on your box. Again, type Sitka S I T K A SalmonShares dot backslash Weekly Dish and you save twenty five dollars.
1: So hey everybody, Steph March here with Elizabeth Reese today on Weekly Dish, and I got to tell you, um, we had one caller ask about uh, uh, about extra tarragon.
2: Oh, yeah. And what would you do with extra tarragon? Tarragon is, you know, it can be strong. Yeah. So you want to be, um, like, cautious with it. I love it in uh, any sort of, like, chicken salad... Uh, It reminds me of the chicken tarragon salad from Brugger's that I loved as a kid. That's a total chicken
1: salad. With any kind of
2: chicken. Yeah, Yeah. it's really great. It's even like you could use it in a chicken marinade would be Mm -hmm. really great Mm -hmm. to kind of like temper its flavor. But put it in with, um, it also is really good in an herb blend. So a lot of those things that I mentioned, like putting it in with like a pasta salad or um, something like that using or in a wrap or something like that, using tarragon in with dill parsley, basil, yeah. all will flow really well together.
1: Because tarragon has that like a little bit of a licorice taste, you know? It's right. got a very great, you know, kind of a good like a fennel punch to mm-hmm. it to me. What I love it with is like a lemon tarragon sauce. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like if or I'm salad dressing. It, yeah. I want to put it in with like a little white wine, you know, some lemon, a little bit of heavy cream, and I'm just going to make and throw as much tarragon in there as I
2: possibly can. It loves chicken. so Oh, it loves it. Any sort of like um, and seafood light, too. like lemony chicken soup, that's a great idea. Yeah, like
1: on shrimp or yes. things, like actually halibut with a lemon tarragon is killer. Very good. That's what I'm in for. Yeah. I like that. Okay, let's talk about chicken marinade. because I got to tell you, I've been making the same chicken marinade, and I called it like stoop chicken because we used to grill out on a stoop when I was in my twenties,
2: <laughs> and that's where I invented it. And I think it's very close to what your someone did on your show. Well, Jamie Price is the creator of the blog. So happy you liked it, and okay. she's so fun, and she just is so articulate, and she's just really wonderful in the way that she talks about food. But she put together five chicken marinades that are far from boring, which is yes. fun and. Um, um, they There was a Spanish spiced chicken one with paprika, sherry vinegar, and parsley. Ugh. Um, and so these were all just like really easy, simple things that you can do with chicken. And then you can either grill it or cook it up you know, in a skillet or a cast iron or whatever. And then use it. Uh, she gives ideas of how to use it as well. So there is a French lemon chicken with shallots yes. that she made. A sesame ginger marinated chicken. Oh my God. A That's Jamaican jerk chicken marinade. Yes.
1: Like all you need to do is if you have... You know, you have those chicken breasts in your freezer, you know, and you thaw them out and then you put them in a little thing and then that grill that up. And it's so much better than anything you can like. Then you just need a salad or a
2: starch or something like that. And Mm -hmm. you're done. Yeah, it's so true. She also did a Greek marinated chicken. Yeah. Which was fabulous. And then you can kind of. Yeah, exactly what you do is you just serve like. You know, with the Jamaican jerk chicken, she did like rice and beans on the side and then like a really easy mango salsa on the side too.
1: And honestly, my, so my chicken marinade that I've always talked about is it's, and it's really key in just understanding you basically need a fat and an acid in there mm-hmm. and that's it. And so it's like, if you use olive oil as your fat and then your acid, it could be lemon juice or it could be mustard, you know, those kind of things. And that's the idea of like, for me, mine is lemon You know, I throw in a bunch of olive oil and then I, you know, I dollop a bunch of Dijon mustard in there and then I throw a ton of herbs like whatever herbs we have I just throw them in there it doesn't even matter I don't even balance it I just chop them up and throw them in there and then I hit it with the, uh, the lemon juice and I just sort of and then a little usually and salt and pepper But sometimes I just mess it up and sometimes I, you know, you take instead of, it's like if you have the olive oil or maybe go sesame oil and then, you know, that's your, that's kind of your fat and your acid could be soy sauce, you know? Right. So it's like those kind of things. Once you start thinking about that, you just need a fat and an acid and you bring that together and it kind of seeps in and it tenderizes and it
2: gets the chicken to that good space. That's where you want to go. And then it's just really flavorful and really like using a lot of the spices. That's another thing that I've just been. Realizing that you know, even if a, if a recipe tells you to use like a teaspoon of some sort of spice, yeah, I don't know, use a I, teaspoon and a half or never. use two,
1: yeah. This I'm all in loaded up. I think that they're afraid, you know, I think that recipe developers get nervous, you yeah. know, and so they sort of back it off a little bit cause
2: they don't want to overwhelm people. But I just feel like, you know, yourself, you know how to do this and you know, which things you want to take it easy on. Yeah. You know, like maybe if there's like a little bit of cinnamon in a recipe, a savory recipe, you don't want to go hog wild on right. that. You want to tone that one down. But, um, but with many other things, it's just getting confident. And what I liked about this chicken marinade breakdown, and, um, and we, I put in the link to it so you can look at what yeah. Jamie put together, is it is true that once you start thinking in terms of cuisine, so if you start thinking like, okay, if I'm going to have like something with sort of Asian flavor, like let's understand what are a few of those things that I can have in the pantry. So I always have garlic, ginger, soy sauce, sesame, and like a chili gochujang yeah. paste, you know? Mm-hmm. You can always make something delicious out of that. Something. Yeah. If you, you know, like if you love like a Greek flavor, you always have lemon, garlic, oregano, you know, ready to go. Yeah. And then you can always make something that is sort of inspired by that place. And so when you're thinking about what you're craving, Mm -hmm. it's, it becomes easier to fit something into that.
1: Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. And I think. I think that when we think about those... And here's another thing. I think when a lot of people ask us questions of like, I want, you know, my kid graduated and they're going to be moving out into their first, you know, sort of apartment or whatever. What should I buy them for their... Like what kitchen gadgets? I think you buy them spices. I Mm. think you buy them, you know, pantry items more than you buy them utensils. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing where utensils, they can, you can, you know, I mean, yes, they need to have a pan and yes, they need to have like a good knife. But... It's really like
2: to really get them to dig in is give stocking that pantry of it's spices. It's true. And you know, and I'm a big fan of those infused olive oils. Yeah. I know some people like some chefs will kind of like poo poo that, but I love like I love the Olive Grove in Mendota Heights. There's other places too where you can go and get those types of infused olive oils. Number one, I think those people really know where their olive oil is come from, coming from, which is really great. Yep. But it also just takes the guesswork out of things. Like you can just very easily make something super flavorful if you you know have. Uh, like a garlic olive oil, and then you have some sort of really good balsamic to put in with that too. Yes. And then you always have the, you think the fat and the acid. So you just think about the olive oil and the vinegar. Yeah. And then they already have the flavors in there and it just makes it so easy. Like I love the, there's a blackberry ginger balsamic at the Olive Grove and then a blood orange olive oil. And that's, that is my favorite salad dressing stuff because I do not even mix it in a jar. I just, Put the olive oil on yeah. the salad. I put the vinegar on the I salad. Know, I put like some really good Malden salt on it and fresh cracked pepper, and we're done. I do that too, and I do
1: it where like the simplest salad I make is arugula, and then I throw that. I throw. I have a, a great aged balsamic that I can't even remember where it's from. Yeah, but I throw that with like super fruity olive oil, like the super fresh press, so that it's almost like spicy
2: and it's like green and peppery. Yep. yep yeah, yep.
1: and then I throw a, I grill up kielbasa. And I make a weird sausage salad. I know it sounds strange, but like that is the easiest, quickest, like best hit you can make for your quick lunch.
2: Yes, and right now it's like who wants to turn on anything?
1: No, and I have to say I'm liking my air
2: fryer still. It does not heat up my kitchen. Wait,
1: can you also tell us again, again, just one more time? Because I got a lot of comments. But like, what is the brand
2: that you have? Well, it's the okay. So it's called the Air Fryer XL. And it's not, I don't even think you need to worry about the brand. I don't either. I People want to know yeah, it. And I wouldn't get too concerned about it. It's the, the power XL Okay, is what it is. It's a brand and it's looks like a, it looks like a black spaceship. Yeah. Okay. And so I have, um, I mean, they have it. It's, it's power XL Okay, vortex air fryer. They have it at target. They have it at Kohl's, whatever, but I just wouldn't get too hung up on the brand because it's not like a. It's not like a Cuisinart, and it's, no. or it's not like an Instant Pot. It's not like a KitchenAid right. stand mixer or like a Vitamix. Like right. I think they just kind of are what they are. I do, too. I know, but people were wondering, so I went to know. Just find like a not expensive one. I know. That's what
1: I say. And like go for it. Just go for it. I know that they were on sale. There was one that was on sale. Someone sent me a note, and I should look that up. I will look that up. Hey, I want to ask you about local hard seltzers quickly. Do you drink any hard
2: seltzers? Have you been? Listen, I used to hate hard seltzers me because too? I hate the one that rhymes with... Um, Moon.
1: law,
2: <laughs> hate oh it. yeah, that, that wasn't one a good, too. That wasn't even a good, and I hate that one too. Yeah, um, but what I like are the local ones. I really like the Bauhaus ones. Yeah, I think they're delicious. And then Twin Cities Live, we came out with one. We partnered oh, up right, with right. Invictus Brewing in Blaine, and right. it's a lemonade blueberry one. Yep, and it is so. Good. And if you go to TwinCitiesLive.com, you scroll down to the bottom of the webpage and we have it linked up where you can find locations and it's been flying off of liquor store shelves. I tell you what,
1: I i have been you guys first of all it's important to know that the u.s uh seltzer market i mean the u.s alcohol sales in 2020 were at their highest level in 18 years i mean of course that's how americans cope why get to the the issue
2: when you could just drink it away right
1: and the sales of hard seltzers were up like 63 percent like i kind of had this feeling that hard seltzer was just like a fad and that people were just gonna be like, whatever, and move away from it. But I have to say that I am rather impressed with some of the locals and Bolo by Bauhaus. When yes. you see that bolo, it is by far my favorite heart seltzer. It's I
2: mean very good.
1: It's so, so like fresh and not syrupy chemical sweet. No.
2: I don't want it to taste metallic and like fake sweetener.
1: Why is that a thing? Why do they want? Why do people want that?
2: Why are there chemicals in so many of our foods? That's a story for another day. It's very troubling, but um, it it is. The local hard seltzers are so much better. If you've tried some of these like national big brands, you are missing out. On so much goodness, yeah, and you're not even like catching a good buzz. It's like a weird buzz. No, from those. right?
1: It is. It weird. is. That's what I feel too. I basically loaded up one of the coolers at the grad party with the Bolo and the Fulton, mm. and that one also. I really do like the Fulton breweries Seltzer. I have Lift Bridge for me. I think I've had one. I can't remember what I liked, and then one was too sweet. But then there's, um but everybody's got them now. You know what I mean? And there's like interesting ones. I think fair state has like a has like a smoothie seltzer fun i know and i haven't tried that yet but that's kind of in the mix to kind of figure it out
2: yeah that's a fun one to try to try a bunch of six packs and now i mean they're getting really expensive they are it's like how cider is i know you know but
1: i do think if you go to the if you do go to the tap room maybe getting one on tap that they have there and just checking it out it's like you can you know demo it for five bucks before you have to buy a case
2: yeah that's true speaking of cider can i just give a shout out to wild state cider yeah do it i'm so into their cider oh good i love it so much it is really really delicious and um this is uh, my sisters are obsessed this is like we are stocking it at the house all the time and you know i love sweetland orchard yes i love um the what's the one in buffalo the 112 yeah number 12 well now it's in north loop okay great i love wild state and um and i love sociable yep and those too. are my top four ciders.
1: Keepsake. Did you, did you say keepsake?
2: No, but I would like to. Oh, you
1: got, okay. You and I should, let's take a trip down to keepsake. Okay. Let's do it this fall. It is gorgeous and they have cheese toasties. I'm in. And they've got, I know, done. And they've got like live music and a cute little place.
2: The Wild State Semi-Dry yeah. is so delicious, Dude, and the I'm, raspberry hibiscus is also phenomenal.
1: And I'm just going to tell you that some of these ciders, like the ones that are done, that are crafted, that are not sweet apple juice, but those are better than wine sometimes with your food because of For the acidity. Sure. Yes. It's perfect pairing. All right, gang, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to just talk about what's going on this weekend because everything is going on this weekend.
2: I know. My weekend's getting very booked.
1: It is. Okay, we'll be right back. This is a Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hey everybody, it has been a Saturday here at My Talk 107.1 on the Weekly Dish with Elizabeth Race. Good
2: morning. Man, it goes so fast. It was so fast, right? So fast. I know. And that's just because we just are sitting here having coffee talking about food. We're having, I know, I've had so much coffee this morning. Have you really? I've been really drinking a lot of iced coffee, and the problem with iced coffee is that it's very easy to take down quickly. Yeah,
1: that is, it, that is literally, you're right, because yeah. the, I do still, even in the summer, even the hottest days, I do have a thermos of black hot coffee mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm my ex father-in-law and then <laughs> who drinks it all day. But I, uh, but I definitely, I still, yeah. And everyone's like in the afternoon, I need that bump. I'm going for that iced
2: coffee and it's so just, do I. and woo! I buy the, like the concentrate to keep in the fridge. Yeah. Um, and you know what I've been doing the last few days, Steph is I've been doing an afternoon because it's been so hot. I've yeah. been doing an afternoon smoothie with coffee in it. Oh, so I put like coffee concentrate and then whatever kind of like milk you could use whatever kind you have i mean i'll use oat milk or almond milk or whatever you've got and then um a banana some ice cube frozen banana some ice cubes and then i do like i do like a cocoa powder in there and a big scoop of peanut butter yes and then i top it off with some water if i need more liquid and blend it and it is like a filling delicious Afternoon pick me up.
1: I like this. This is a a great idea. It's like
2: a sweet treat because what do you always want in the afternoon? You want a sweet treat or you want a coffee?
1: Yeah, I always. Yeah, I want a coffee or a beer. And I've been grabbing. Yeah, I've been grabbing diet cokes and those do not do it. No, and they're incredible. I had a case of it for the party and so it was like I still have a few. And it's funny because you know back in the day I would drink so many of those and now I just don't drink pop. But, like, I crack it open. I'm in the garage cleaning up the garage yesterday. I cracked one open. I was like, meh. Like, nothing about this is good for me. No. Like, not even, like, fun. Like, I'm, I don't even enjoy it.
2: No, like, a Mexican Coke with real sugar is fun. Now, that's fun. I didn't with have tacos. any of those.
1: The kids drank all of those. Oh, Hello. I'm sure
2: they did. I bet they annihilated those. I know. It's
1: kind of waiting for more of the parents to take more of the... More of the Diet Cokes. No kidding. Um, Okay, so it's a big weekend. We have to first, of course, shout out uh, that Juneteenth, it's today's Juneteenth, and it's officially a federal holiday now. It is. Thanks to Opal Lee, I think this woman who has been fighting on the Hill to make this a federal holiday for so long, the 94-year-old activist... Um, You know, marking, just commemorating the freedom of enslaved black Americans. I think it's such, I think, of course, it should be a national or a,
2: yeah, a federal holiday. Right. Yeah. And it's really interesting. You know, people don't remember that it's not always just about like a day off. Right. It's about the acknowledgement of something big that then encourages people to look back and figure out what it was. Right. So what happened was, I mean. The enslaved people were pronounced free, but then because you didn't have Twitter back then, nobody found out. So it was like years until most people found out. Yeah. And then, of course, there were lots of, um, you know, people who held slaves who said we're not going to allow them to be free. Right. And so it was so Juneteenth marks true Freedom. Right. I mean, it's uh, when they you know.
1: they reported it, it was Galveston, Texas. It was a community yeah. that the army had to f- had like announce and say like, hey, by the way, you know, slaves are free. And they were like, oh, so that was like the last enclave. I think that was significant enough to say that it is a total freedom. Um, so that's, you know, and I, and I agree, I think that, you know, there's celebrations and, and everything else, but really just really remembering, I think is one of the huge things and putting it on the national federal calendar as such is a very important thing.
2: Yeah, it is. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of research into how Germany preserves... The horrible memories of the Holocaust, right. As in, in, in a way to not do it again, to acknowledge that it of, happened, right? Yeah. Instead of trying to like pretend that it didn't happen and just move, move forward, on. right? And that's been an interesting um, way to look at it because yeah. there there is good that comes from remembering, right? I mean, there is. Well, Even I think if it's a hard thing.
1: Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, we're all taking a moment to look at history again and really think about what kind of picture do we want to paint and what do we want, what truths do we need to include in order to paint the biggest and best and most accurate picture? Yeah. So... That's where I am with that. Juneteenth. Uh Uh-huh. Juneteenth. So happy Juneteenth. Uh, If you guys, there's a lot of celebrations. There's Northside Community has a huge celebration with lots of food and fun stuff going on. The Midtown Global Market is jamming all day. They've got a lot of performances that I would love to see. Soul to Soul Smokehouse, which is one of their newer uh, tenants, has got some specials on food. It should be a really good time. Yeah. So hit that up. And then Stone Arch Festival. Of course, that's where our Stephanie Hansen is today setting up the culinary arts market at the fest and she's you know if you want to get over there and say hey
2: she's there for sure she works so hard on this she does she's just looking so cute she's wearing all these like little yellow dresses this summer and i'm just loving all of it
1: she's got full dress mode going on (laughs) it's so good um here's the other thing of course you know that rose fest is happening on sunday i think tickets are still available for that And that's in St. Paul. But here's the other one.
2: Back to the 50s. Have you ever gone to back to the 50s? No, but we had some cars in our parking lot on Twin Cities Live earlier this week. And what's so amazing is when you hear about... Like, some of these cars are from the 1920s and the 1930s. Yes. Which you realize is then a 100-year-old car. Yes. And that is unbelievable. Listen,
1: I, I... Okay, so this is the thing. I don't have, like, a car... In my past, you know what I mean. I don't. I didn't grow up with anybody, but I did when I was married. My in-laws. Are you know they restore classic cars, and yeah. so they we would go to back to the fifties just to go see their cars and to kind of meet up with the, their people. And I got to tell you, it is just like it's a good old time, and it's looking at these cars is incredible. It is a piece of the past.
2: Yeah, they're they're just pieces of
1: art. They're pieces of art, and also by the way, state fair food. Okay, yeah. all I'm saying is you can now get a beer at Ballpark Cafe when you go. Hello, and there's corn dogs. <laughs> it used to be like honestly, my first
2: corn dog of the summer was always at Back to the fifties. So. Oh, that's really fun. I kind of love that. i think people get super into it i just like people with a passion and then they restore old stuff
1: i know i know i kind of appreciate people who take the time and the care to do that Mm -hmm. there's something about it um lots of father's day stuff going on but i did want to shout out that um dads get free beer at can can wonderland and st paul brewing nice i know head over on sunday you know and maybe if it's raining can can wonderland's your bet you know because they have indoor golf and they've got a lot of fun stuff going on there. And and St. Paul Brewing has a great patio, but they also have an indoor. So, you know, all you have to do is show up and be a dad and get a tap beer for free. Which is, I again... Which is kind of just like, there's dad. There's dad. Also, and like, <laughs> why do moms have to have mimosas? Because I hate mimosas. I know. I and do. everyone wants to give you a mimosa when you're a mom on Mother's Day. And I'm like, where's my beer and where's my whiskey? No kidding. It's kind of it's. I mean, what I do have a I long say, standing- a
2: ruins two great things: orange juice and champagne. Hello.
1: Like, yeah, you want to give me? Yeah. And that's the thing. They hide the cheap champagne in the mimosas. I know. And, and I we see you. We're moms. Yeah, we get it.
2: We totally do. We and know how to hide mom. vegetables. It dilutes the orange desserts. juice. Yeah. And it makes the champagne not as good. No, it's not great. I don't get it. I don't either. Well, happy Father's Day.
1: Happy Father's Day to you. And happy Father's Day to me. And <laughs> <laughs> happy Father's Day to everybody. And thank you so much for the last two weeks, Elizabeth. It's been love it. has been a gas. So fun. Okay, we'll hang out soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Ciao, ciao.